Welcome to the Cruise Conversations podcast, episode two with your hosts, Frank and Michael. And today we're going to be interviewing Michael about a recent Carnival Celebration cruise, and then we're going to hit some Q&A at the end. Let's jump right in. All right. So Michael just recently got off the new Carnival Celebration. Um, Carnival Celebration is the largest and newest ship in the fleet, and it's currently the second one out of the three in the Excel class. Um, it's the 13th largest cruise ship in the world by gross tonnage, um, weighing in at around 183,000 gross tons. It has six different zones, which are spread out in order to help uh, you know, crowd control. Its most notable feature on the ship is probably the roller coaster on board. Um, super cool and definitely something that you don't see across many. I don't think there's any other ships that have a roller coaster besides Mardi Gras, right? Yep. And then, um, so Michael's itinerary was six nights. Um, it was one sea day at the beginning. He hit Roatan, Costa Maya, Mexico, Cosmo, Mexico, and then a uh, sea day at the end. So Michael, the, the cruise went out of Miami, right? Yep. Yeah. We were out of Miami. We got in about a day early, did some sightseeing, went nice. to Long or South Beach, a little Havana, did a little millionaire boat tour type thing that took you around all the different mansions. That looked awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just a fun day, a great weather, just exploring and sightseeing around Miami because I'd never been before. How was the actual boarding process? So you, you, you know, went from the hotel to the port. How was that process and how was it getting on? Yeah. So we Ubered from the hotel. Like you said, we're about 15 minutes away. Uh, really like no traffic into the port. I hear sometimes Port Miami can get bad traffic wise. Pretty much pulled right up. Got in, we had about an 11 a.m. boarding time, I think, and really waited in a no line for the where they check your paperwork and all that. Sped through that, went up an escalator, sped right through security, no lines there. Now, they actually did hold us in like a little holding area after you got through security before you got on the ship. Probably waited there maybe 30 minutes or so, but like I said, everything else was going pretty smooth up to that point. Nice. So once you got on, um, once you got on the celebration, what was one of the, like, what was the first thing that you did? So you walked in, you were in what part of the ship? Yeah. So you walk into Grand Central, okay. which is their three-story atrium. It's one of the zones on the ship uh, that overlooks kind of the ocean. Uh, one side with the theater, and then the other side has a bunch of different venues based on the floor, whether the coffee shops on one floor, the hibachi and sushis on another floor. Nice. Um, and just some of the different venues. But once we got on, we, like I said, walked through Grand Central, stopped at the Golden Jubilee, which is a new bar on the ship in the Gateway Zone. And it's pretty much all uh, connected to Carnival's 50th anniversary. So pretty much celebrating that has a bunch of different like artifact type stuff from previous ships, like the legit doors you walk through, through the venue, to, to the venues, like from a previous ship, some of like the tabletops in the uh, bar area from a different ship, just all different little Easter eggs that you pretty that's much pretty have cool. to be like looking out for. Yeah. yeah but cool. yeah, we stopped there for a drink and then that was it. Okay. Awesome. And then did you guys go get lunch on that first day? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually went up to the uh, Lido deck and I had street eats, I think for okay. lunch, um, which is a kind of like food hall ish type, like food stand, food truck type thing, three different uh, areas to choose from. One's kind of based around different style of fries each day. One is based, uh, kind of around like bao buns or steam buns and like rice dishes with chickens or curries or amazing. Oh yeah. All of it. So, so you I eat mean, that by the pool deck usually, or you can, yeah. I mean, you can take it really wherever, um, whether it's into the Lido marketplace or to your chair, wherever you're sitting. But like I said, I think I probably had street eats four of the six days. Wow. 
really liked it. Yeah. Um, so I imagine you ate lunch, you know, you got settled in into your cabin. Um, what were your thoughts on the rooms compared to other ships you've seen in the past? Yeah. So we did an interior and it pretty much compared to most of the other interiors I've done. Um, the bathroom kind on the smaller side, but has the newer glass doors that Mardi Gras had that are super nice. Um, the room itself, very modern looking, a lot of lighting. Um, they actually have little nightlight type things that come out from the walls near the bed um, on both sides. Yeah, because you were in an interior, right? Yeah, we were in an interior. So, I don't know, it kind of just helps at night when you have to move around the room and someone's sleeping instead of turning on the main lights. But plenty of storage space, um, whether underneath the bed, a little ottoman to put stuff in, good amount of closet space, pretty much everything we needed the first six days. Awesome. So, this is a pretty big ship, um, you know, six different zones. Can you tell us yeah, a little yeah. bit on how, how did they split up this ship? Yes, yeah, so like you said, there's six different main zones on the ship. Um, you got Grand Central, which is kind of what we talked about at the start. has Java Blue, the Punchliner Comedy Club, the Piano Bar, um, the c- Central like Atrium, where a lot of like the main uh, theater shows are at nighttime. You have Summer Landing, which is off the back of the ship. This is probably where we spend the most of the time, like on our sea days or whatnot. It has an indoor part with like Guy Smokehouse and plenty of seating. Um, Heroes Tribute Bar with uh, Saucer of Ice Cream Machine, which is always nice. We love that. <laughs> um, a bar inside and a bar outside. And then out back, you have a pool off, off the aft of the ship and different hot tubs and plenty of areas just to lounge out. So um, that, that's Summer Landing, right? Yep, Summer Landing. Okay. You got the Gateway, which... So the Gateway and the next zone, 820 Biscayne, are the two zones specific to this ship that kind of changed from... Mardi Gras. So the gateway replaced the French Quarter, which was like the New Orleans style ship for Mardi Gras, where the gateway is all about travel. So you had the Golden Jubilee Bar we had talked about previously. You had the Latitudes Bar, which this one was super cool. It's almost like kind of like airport style because like I said, it's all about travel and has like one of those little like ticker uh, message boards you would see in like a train station that oh, would nice. change throughout the day. But like the drinks at this bar are all kind of for different parts of the world pretty much related to the different countries. And then the Alchemy Bar, which is a carnival favorite, was here too. Um, 820 Biscayne was all Miami themed. You kind of had the Italian restaurant, pizza, um, a Miami themed bar and coffee place. Uh, that was cool. Lido, um, standard pool deck. It has a two story tiki bar, um, red frog tiki bar. And then the ultimate playground, which is where bolt the roller coaster is and the water park and mini golf and all that. Okay. So those are where like all the activities are primarily on the Lido deck and then the playground. Yeah, yeah. Any outside stuff is pretty much Lido, Ultimate Playground, and like I said, a little bit of summer landing. Awesome. So now we'll walk through a little bit about your itinerary. So your first port uh, was Roatan, Honduras. What did you actually do there? Yeah, so we actually did a, a excursion, not through the line, just a private tour. And it was kind of definitely our more adrenaline day. So it was a mixture of zip lining. And then at the zip line place, there was like a little sloth sanctuary with wow. that and monkeys that you could hold and run all over you and then we ended up going snorkeling after that but did you see any fish oh we saw a lot of fish (laughs) (laughs) um but the zip line by far one of the coolest zip lines we've ever done you get up to the top of the hill and they pretty much tell you you see you got no helmets on and you got no brakes we're your brakes and trust (laughs) us pretty much yep and but i mean i think the it ended up being like 16 lines i think and obviously some lines are shorter than others but like there were some lines they'd be like all right like you can dive headfirst off of this one and like 
they wanted you to. Um, so do just you, crazy things. Do you feel like it was a good value, that excursion? Oh, this excursion overall was a great price. Um, I think we ended up paying 90 I think, that's, that's for the zipline. It was like a full day thing, right? Oh, yeah, full yeah. day. So like I said, then the sloths and everything was right there at the zipline place. And then we ended up going snorkeling out. And like, like you said, it, it ended up just being our family throughout it all. So like I said, private excursion, um, just us on the boat when we went out snorkeling. Wow. And I mean, they brought us, they said it was going to be like a 10 minute ride off the, the dock. And it wasn't that far. It's island time. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't even 10 minutes. No, I mean, you could, st- I mean, obviously you can still see the shore, but I mean, they brought you far enough out where I, I think, uh, it has the second largest coral reef in the world. So, I mean, it, it was massive. I mean, there was coral everywhere, fish everywhere. We ended up seeing scu- scuba divers under us at one point. So wow. that was super cool too. Any turtles? No, I don't think we saw any turtles. I think they mentioned the turtles are more in the morning Okay, and we were there afternoon. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was Roatan, Honduras. Then you stopped the next day at Costa Maya, right? Yeah. How was Costa Maya? Costa Maya was super cool. So I think the the port, it's a newer port, not like brand new, but it's newer than some of the other ports. And so like the port area itself, super nice, has a pool right there you could go use if you wanted to, plenty of shops, restaurants, all of that. We ended up doing another private tour here, and this was definitely our more kind of, uh, cultural experience um of the cruise we went yeah. to the chachobin ruins um mayan pyramids or whatnot and it was about an hour away so about an hour uh each way yeah minivan not not minivan but like travel van type thing and i think there were about 20 of us in the group that's not bad sometimes they throw you on those huge like charter buses and you feel like a little sardine well and that's <laughs> the thing so if we did it through carnival we would have i mean ended up paying yeah the same about the same price we did but like you said the tour group was much larger so it was nice kind of having our own private tour guide for the day um and did you just find these on like TripAdvisor, or how did you yeah i think i i think i either started on TripAdvisor and then kind of found and Long story short, I ended up finding the company names for both and then just booking directly through the company. Yeah. Um to save well, that's a good little, more money. Yeah. A good little hack if you want great excursions and, you know, half probably half the price and, you know, not having a huge group, it, it's a nice little thing. Oh yeah. So so tell me a little bit about um Chuckoban. Is that what it how's that how you pronounce it? Chuck Chobin. Chuck Chuck Oban. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Chobin. Um yeah, so when we got there, uh like I said, the tour guide uh, brought us throughout like the grounds or whatnot, brought us to the different ruins and kind of just explained what life was like back then, um, how some of the area may have looked different back then. A lot of the ruins actually haven't been uncovered yet, um, but there were a good amount that has been. So like I said, he had walked us through all that. And then kind of the cool part is you kind of saw like the ancient times through that part, right? Then they brought us into a local Mayan community that wow. actually was called Chuck Chobin too. And brought us to a local Mayan's house, and they made us lunch. So we had like an authentic uh, Mayan meal. Was it like rice, beans, chicken? Yeah, we had rice, beans, chicken, tamales. Oh wow, uh, tamales. Um, flan for dessert, I think. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, but kind of the even cooler part is they. I mean, they brought us into their outdoor kitchen at the start and showed us how they uh, hand make the corn tortillas each day. So we're expecting you to replicate this. (laughs) Well, we all made one there, but you kind of made it and then you gave it to the lady and she kind of fixed it and then they threw it on the fire. (laughs) Like, all right, this is not up to our standards. (laughs) But some people did real good at it. Um, But it was, I mean, definitely a super neat experience that, like you said, just go to their 
house and have a great meal together. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Chuck Chobin? Chuck Chobin. And now I know how to pronounce it. Awesome. <laughs> so then your last stop is was Cozumel, right? Yeah. How was Cozumel? Yeah, so we actually just stayed on the ship in Cozumel. Um, we didn't have an excursion booked. We were originally going to get off and kind of just go around the port, uh, but we just stayed on. Um, spent time in the Serenity area, which is the adults-only pool area on the ship because th- that's the nice thing. If you stay on the ship on a port day, Especially one like Cozumel, like people really look forward to it. I feel like when you go to Nassau, sometimes you, you know, a lot of people people are staying on the ship. More people are staying on because they're like, I've been here a hundred times. But Cozumel's a pretty cool port. So if you stay on, you definitely get that advantage of having less people on there. You can do whatever, you know, maybe ride the roller coaster that day if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I think we, like I said, we, we started at the pool area, ended up going to grab lunch at one point. That may have been the day my dad and I did the water slides or whatnot, but yeah, I mean, really just a day spent on the ship um, yeah. as a sea day. We- so that kind of transitioned us into the sea days. Um, you know, your normal sea day, what did you kind of do while you were on the carnival celebration? Yeah, so they they have plenty of stuff going on all throughout the day, all different activities you can go do, different poolside games. They did like ice carvings one day out on the pool deck. Uh, most RC days we actually spent down in Summer Landing because, uh, like I said, you had the pool right off the back. You just had everything food right inside. You had a bar inside, ice cream. You really had everything you needed in just that one part of the ship. And the Lido deck's much more crowded than Summer Landing. So let's think if you're going on Celebration or Mardi Gras, it's probably, like I said, my favorite place just to hang out. It's mostly adults over there? Uh, Yeah. I mean, some families, some kids in the water, but, uh, yeah, older Older crowd? Crowd, I would say. Okay. Versus the Lido deck. What else? Anything else on the sea days that you wanted to highlight that you did? Man, I mean, like I said, most of the days, uh, well, we actually did Bolt, one of the sea days, the roller coaster. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Um, which that, you kind of just book through the app, you come back at your return time, and then it's not nearly, maybe wait one or two Does Carnival cycles. put a lot of stuff on the app? Like, I know Royal is like pretty much, everything's on the app. You gotta, you walk around, the menus are on the phone. You know, your check-in is all through the phone. Is it the same way on Carnival? Yeah, all of that's pretty much the same way. Um, They actually just recently brought back the paper fun times, so like the activities for the day. I know for a while they were doing it just strictly on the phone, but a bunch of people wanted kind of like the physical uh, version of that back, so they brought that back. But like one of my favorite parts is you can check in for dinner each night. Like we had my time dining each night, so whenever we were ready for dinner, you kind of just click check in. It would kind of give you an estimated wait, maybe 10 minutes. And then when your table is ready, it would show you your number. And you could kind of just walk to the restaurant, show the number, and then they'd seat you. I like that. Um, so, yeah, a lot through the app. Um, and like I said, uh, other thing, I mean, we played mini golf. You guys uh, had the drink package, right? Oh, yeah, we did have the drink package. So you're pretty much, you know, your day-to-day <laughs> activity was, let's try to find the best cocktail. What were your favorite cocktails on the ship? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of our favorite bars, I mean, Alchemy Bar is great. You can... They have a set menu, but the bartenders will go, can deviate from it. You can kind of tell them what you like, um, whether it's something more cocktail-based or more just straight or fruity or whatever liquor you like, um, and they'll kind of whip up a cocktail. Um, one of our, the Golden Jubilee, my drink of the night each night there was a smoked old-fashioned. Um, that was super good. Uh, one of the days I had a... I think it was called Guy's Caliente Margarita. Oh, that and sounds good. Oh, yeah. It was a spicy margarita. That's when you need your Tums. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the first day I had it, oh, it was great. Nice, refreshing. 
I think I had two or three of them. I was like, oh, this may be like my drink of the day. Just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That next day I had it. I don't extra know. caliente. Oh, extra caliente for sure. It was hard to finish, and I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Golden Jubilee, Alchemy Bar. Do you feel like the drink package was worth it on this sailing? Oh, yeah. I mean, we ended up having... It was kind of a promo deal when we got it. So I think for both of us, total was like 200 bucks total. That's not bad at all. No. Yeah, for a six-night Six sailing. day between two people. Probably um, did that in day one. uh but yeah i mean we had great time i mean exploring some of the different bars and venues that the ship has so in terms of venues i know we talked a little bit about food um overall how was the quality of the food did you have anything that you were like hey this was disappointing or you know this was super good because i feel like most of the time on on cruises like food's usually average to above average and then you'll have like a couple things you're like oh i'll never you know, eat that again on a cruise or, Hey, this was amazing. But I feel like most of it's kind of like right in the middle. So how did that kind of play out for you guys? Yeah. I mean, just about everything we had was real good. Um, I don't think we really ate in the Lido buffet really ever. Um, cause there's just so many free food options around the ship, whether like street eats, like I mentioned earlier, guys, burgers, guys, smokehouse, Shaq's big chicken. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some of them, but there's just so many free food options that like lunch, you can have something different every single day and yeah. can be hard to hit the same thing twice. Um, breakfast, we actually hit up the sea day brunch one day. Super good. It's a um, carnival classic, isn't it? Yeah. And I think they were actually doing it every day on our ceiling. I think it wasn't just sea days. Um, now my favorite breakfast we had was one of the venues. It's an a la carte venue called Emerald's Bistro. And each day, the each day part of the menu, so it's in the gateway area. So like I said, all about travel. So each day it's kind of like a different country. Yeah. There's maybe a different app or like main entree, but we went for breakfast and I had a shrimp Creole omelet by far the best breakfast I had probably on any that, ship. And that sounds amazing. Oh, it was delicious. And the only thing that was sad about it was I had it the second to last morning. And I mean, if I would have had it first day, probably would have had it at least another time. And that was free. Uh, no, I think it was like five bucks. Would you have paid five bucks every day to eat that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, folks. It's one of the best right there. Um, and then dinner. So we did most of our dinners in the main dining room. Um, but the nice thing with Celebration and Mardi Gras is since the dining rooms were made a little smaller, some of the venues that were originally only going to be free for a little bit of time, being the Italian, Cucina del Capitano, and Chibang, which is like the uh, Asian-Mexican fusion restaurant, the nice thing is they are still free. Um, yeah. and I think the plan is just to keep them free for forever now. And so we did both of those, uh, two nights for dinner or a night a piece, one night in Italian, one night in Chibang, and then most of the nights in the main dining room. Yeah. The only disappointing thing kind of with the food, we came into my wife's desserts. I feel like she, she got the dud dessert each night, unfortunately. And she's also like a baker. So this yeah, is, def- yeah. this is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, we, we, we end up having a good time with the food. Entertainment wise, yep. how did how did you feel like the options were for just, you know, shows and different things going on around the ship, especially after dinner? Yeah. So just about every night we hit up a show. Uh, the way Celebration and Mardi Gras are set up is you got the main theater, which has some shows, and then Grand Central, which is, like I said, that three-story side theater that had different shows going on too, whether like one night we did Deal or No Deal. Um, and we actually 
I won one of the games or not like the grand prize, but I won some money. My sister won some money on it. Um, but the nice thing with the cool thing with grand central is since it's multiple stories, a lot of the shows have, uh, aerial batics in it. Um, so one of the acrobatics, (laughs) aerial (laughs) batics, acrobatics. Yeah. Um, and so only one of the shows we had seen on that they still had from Mardi Gras, but one of them was like circus themed. That was new. They're actually testing it on Mardi Gras years ago uh, when I was on it. But uh, then in the main theater, we had Color My World, which was a new show. And there, I forget actually what the show was called, but there was one show that was kind of brought you to all different countries around the world and had music that went to it. But I mean, like I said, I enjoyed all the shows. The you other had comedy show every night, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- I mean, comedy's big on Carnival. The Punchliner Comedy Club. Just about each night had a different comedian. Uh, we saw some great ones. One C J jo- C J Jones. I saw him years ago on Magic. Um, he was back. He was super good. I, I'm I'm blanking on the second guy's name, but. He was by far the one of the funniest guys I'd ever seen, right, ever. We'll, we'll try to look him up and find him. I, I'm impressed you at least memorized one. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I feel like I've seen so many cruise ship comedians. Well, this dude, dude, it wasn't your standard show. And they told you the night before, it, you don't want to sit in the back. Yeah. Because what he did, five minutes into the show, he turned the lights on and just started walking around. Oh. <laughs> and he would tell you to stand up. <laughs> He'd ask your name who you're cruising with or what you do as an occupation and you were getting picked on. Oh, wow. And then, but he was so good at the improv, like he could connect like one, like go joke about one person, go to the next person and then somehow connect it all together. And he was great. Um, so like I said, we saw probably four or five different comedians in six days. And then they also had joint shows in the main theater each night. Or awesome. A couple that of sounds, nights. That sounds exciting. Lots of stuff to do on the ship. Um, so now you've been on the largest and newest ship on Carnival. You've also you also just came off of the largest and newest ship on Royal Caribbean. Um, yeah. You were on Wonder of the Seas last summer in Europe. What is how would you compare these ships? I mean, obviously people are looking at both of them as you know best in class, lots of activities, great for all kids, family, adults. How do you compare these ships? Yeah, I mean. I think both ships were perfect for what we did. So when we were on Wonder, we were actually, it was our honeymoon. We were over in Europe. And I think it was the perfect ship for one, a honeymoon. Um, like you said, kind of le- or less families, um, especially if, like since it was a European cruise. Um, perfect amount of entertainment. We did like the specialty dining each night. We had a dining package. Uh, weren't really on the ship as much during the day. So like the a bunch of like the free food we would, we didn't really need or like a bunch yeah. of just some of the other stuff around the ship that celebration may have that wonder didn't have. Um, but then from the, like I said, for just like a Caribbean cruise, all the different food options. And the one thing I like about carnival is a lot of like the different bars specialize and some different drinks, um, and just more drinks in general. Uh, so I don't know. It, it, it it's, it's hard to pick between the two. And luckily, yeah. I don't think I am for a little bit of time because there's some other ships out there I want to see. But, uh, I mean, we had a blast on both yeah. of them. They're, they're so different. It's tough to compare. You've got, you know, Royal has the outside. Like, you've got um, Central Park. You've got the Promenade, yeah. right? And it's just, like, it's just different, right? It's just different layouts, different restaurants, different uh, offerings for food in terms of, hey, this is a free restaurant versus 
you know, this one on Royal, you're probably going to have to pay a little bit extra. Um, but you know, they're definitely known for Royal's definitely more known for their specialty dining while Carnival is more known for, you know, their all inclusive eats and, you know, different quick, fast grab and go type foods. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I definitely, you kind of got out of that one. We wanted you to pick which one was your favorite, but we'll let you go out of that one. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Michael, for the interview. So now let's go ahead and dive into some Q and a, um, as always feel free to, you know, drop us a DM on Instagram, um, and let us know what you want to hear in terms of any questions that you have or any future topics. All right. Our first question of the day comes from Nathan. Nathan, thanks for the question. Your question was which cruise line has the best food comparing the main dining room, paid food buffet. So I think I'm obviously just going to say Royal Caribbean for, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's tough cause Michael and I have definitely not been on every, every cruise line. We've talked to, you know, someone who's been on every cruise line. We have friends that have cruised on Norwegian, on Virgin, um, on celebrity, on princess, you know, all of the different cruise lines, but we really can only speak to the ones that we go on and the ones that yeah. we love the most. Um, so we're going to compare, we're just going to do carnival versus Royal on this one. But we can talk about, I know that, that Virgin, for example, doesn't have a main dining room, right? So they're, they, they offer, you know, free dining for their restaurant style dining is just free to everyone on the ship and they don't have a main dining room. Um, so we're going to kind of go through this one from the main dining room. I think from what I've heard, you know, they're pretty much the same, you know, there's not too much of a difference. I think maybe Royal's a little better. Is that what you've heard, Michael? I think the interesting thing too right now is they're both kind of working on changing their menus. Yes. Royal has changed their menu. Carnival's right now as we're recording this, testing a new menu on a ship that's supposed to roll out. And I've heard later mixed feedback on, on Royal's new menu. I've heard like some people really love it. Um, you used to be able to get like spaghetti bolognese like every single night. And that's Scotty's favorite, okay. um, my fiance's favorite dish. And so she, you know, obviously now can't order that every single night. So, you know, some people are a little bit upset by the new menus. They're, they're basically, for those that aren't aware, they changed to a theme. So you've got like the Royal Classics, you've got Italian night, you've got, you know, a Mexican night. Uh, and I think the biggest people are complaining that, you know, on the Italian night or Mexican night, you may only have two to three options that are actually Mexican um, versus yeah. like the rest of the menu. But I don't know. I think they're probably pretty similar on the main. I mean, tough to say. I don't, I can't really, maybe a little bit better on Royal, but I I don't know. I'm just biased. Um, (laughs) Paid dining. So specialty dining. um, I think Royal definitely takes this one. Yeah. From what I've heard, I think they've got a lot of great options. Um, It's definitely pricier, I would say, right? Like I would say the average specialty restaurant on Royal Caribbean is 45, 50 bucks. And then you can get it down with the packages by booking the dining packages before. But overall, from what I've heard, you know, Carnival has a couple of good ones. Like Italian's pretty good. The teppanyaki, you know, hibachi is pretty good. So it's uh, popular. Yeah. I think that's where Royal, like they have Wonderland. They've got, um, you know, a ton of different options there. So I think I'm going to give that one to them. What is your favorite specialty dining on Royal? Oh, that's a great question. I'm probably, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go Jamie's Italian. Okay. I think I'm going to go Jamie's Italian. I think that they've got, you know, I really love the charcuterie board that they bring out. Um, the pastas are great. I got the burger for lunch and it was incredible. I was like, this is like one of the best burgers I've ever gotten on a cruise ship. Uh-huh. Um, so super good. If you have the specialty package, dining package, definitely go to Jamie's and get the burger. I think my answer may be a little underrated here, but we loved Hooked. 
That is definitely underrated. <laughs> I think Hooked is great. I mean, I, I loved we loved it. it. We loved it on Wonder from the apps, all the different apps we had. I think we both did like surf and turf and shrimp and all that for dinner. But yeah, it just happened to be our favorite. We did, and we I mean we ended up doing that Wonderland, Central Park, Azumi, Sushi. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, but, I think it's. I think Wonderland has a great atmosphere, and if you yeah. want, if you love oysters, they've got oysters, they've got lobster, they've got everything. So. Um, Lastly, the buffet. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really eaten the, the carnival buffet. Michael, that one's probably more on you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think we, I think both buffets are great. I mean, are not, I mean, they're buffets. They're not like the best food on the ship. Um, but like I said, I think this is where more free options around the ship kind of help uh, take room away from the buffet. So like on carnival, I'd say like street eats on both XL class ships I've done been where I've had it. If it wasn't a full lunch, at least a snack between lunch and dinner every yeah. day, because it's just something different. And it that I mean, we loved street eats. Everything was real good. And then on Royal, but buffets, you, I think, are comparative. You have a couple buffets on the Oasis class ships too. You've got the Solarium Bistro, which is yeah. you know a smaller set of options. People really love it for breakfast. Um, and then you've got the Windjammer. So, and I think they're adding more more buffet options on Icon, which is super exciting. Like down by the boardwalk. Um, I think they're probably equal. I think we'll go equal and then Royal and then probably equal for those. Are you saying carnival is better on the buffet? Uh, well, I mean, I guess free dining is not worded in the question, but yeah, I would say paid restaurants, definitely Royal free stuff. Definitely carnival. Yep. Um, I mean, dining room Royal may have the edge. All right. Our second question comes from Ashton. Frank, do they have speed dating on cruise ships? You know, I've never seen seen an official speed dating. Um, I know that they do have, most nights they offer like a singles mix and mingle on um, at least the royal ships that I've been on. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, singles come out. It's not like a, there's no organized event. They're not like, let's do some dating. And it's not <laughs> like that. It's just kind of like, you may bring your friend down there with you and just grab a drink and just see who's around to talk to kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, definitely not official dating. Um, they also do have special cruises. I will call out, uh, for singles for the LGBTQA community. There's different things that they've got going on, different bands. So if you're there, you know, you want to look into doing a single charter cruise, those are also out there as well. And our last question of the day comes from Jeremy. What are some of the best cruises known for their expeditions? Yeah, I think Michael and I are both looking at doing an Alaska cruise next year. Um, there's a lot of different opportunities just to get out and just explore nature. I think that we do a lot of cruises in the Caribbean, um, you know, a lot of cruises where you're sitting at a resort for the day or you're doing a beach. Uh, but Alaska has a lot of cool opportunities to do whale watching, um, to, you know, go do some dog sledding. I think that's one of the things that I really want to do. Um, what about you, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, I actually just found out a couple months ago that African cruises are a thing going up the coast of Africa. And that too, like you said, you're right there in nature. You're going on safaris uh, and a bunch of other cool stuff. So, I I mean, I figured that's a pretty big expedition. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at Cruise Conversations and send us a DM if you have any questions or anything you want to see here on the show. Have a great week, and we'll see you here next week.